Hi, everybody. Welcome back to the Brave Files podcast. Some of you may remember Caitlin Johnstone from episode 230. Caitlin is the co-founder of Kind Cotton, a socially conscious clothing brand that's social justice oriented, and they donate books to kids with every single purchase. It is such a beautiful mission. They have incredible products, and I love all of my Kind Cotton clothing. I think I have a whole wardrobe of their stuff at this point. Well, Caitlin started a brand new podcast a few weeks ago called The Kindness Is Podcast, and she was so wonderful and invited me to be a guest on the show. And this week's conversation was so powerful and so beautiful. And because I love everything that Caitlin and Kind Cotton do, I thought it would be fun to share the whole episode with you here today. After you listen, go show the Kindnesses podcast a little love. Rate and review the episode. Check out some of their other guests. Let them know that you liked it. I know you're going to, and I hope that you enjoy this conversation. It just felt like the perfect way to cap out uh, Pride Month, right? Because I talk a lot about my own coming out experience, and it was just such a powerful conversation. I had to share it with you. Before we get started, though, I'd like to remind you that our very next First Friday Manifestation Power Hour is coming up on July 7th. Are you ready to change the trajectory of your life? Well, then the Manifestation Power Hour is for you. It's an unmissable free event that offers a transformative experience for individuals seeking to take control of their destiny and manifest their deepest desires. Does that sound like you? Is that what you're looking for? As a transformational success coach, I do lead this conversation, but I'm also in the trenches with you. I am manifesting with you. We alternate every month between manifesting small um, local dreams and then big, wild, unrealistic, crazy dreams. And this coming month, we're doing your big, hairy, scary, wonderful dreams. You're going to want to join us. This free monthly gathering provides a unique opportunity for you to tap into the immersed power of manifestation. We'll be using grounding experiences, guided journaling, and it's a beautiful supportive community of attendees that will help you discover tools and techniques to unlock your own true potential and create a life of abundance and fulfillment. Whether you're seeking personal growth, inspiration, or connection with like-minded individuals, the Manifestation Power Hour is the perfect platform to ignite the fire within and embark on a journey of self-discovery. The first Friday Manifestation Power Hour happens every month uh, at 1.30 p.m. Central. The next one is July 7th. But you do have to register. Visit vickeryandco.com slash manifest together to let us know you're coming so that you get the link and you get the reminders. Share it with your friends. Bring all of your friends. We're going to have an incredible time. And before we share this wonderful episode of the Kindnesses podcast, I just want to let you know, if you love the work I'm out here doing, the free content, the this podcast or my sister podcast, Was It Chance, uh, my weekly live show, Brave in Action, where I share just one unique way where you can step out of fear and, and into bravery uh, every single week. That's at 11 a.m. on Thursday, every single week. If you're loving this, if it's resonating with you, if it's lighting you up, if you get a little inspiration from it and you want me to keep going, it really helps to know that you're into it. And one of the ways you can do that is by giving me a tip. You can say thank you, essentially just buy my coffee for the week. Any amount that you want to contribute that feels reasonable to you is greatly appreciated. And you can make 
that generosity happen by visiting vicaryandco.com slash say thanks. And if you thank me, of course, I'm going to thank you because that's how it works. I'll be sure to give you a little extra love in either the newsletter, this podcast, The Brave Files, or in the live show, Brave in Action. Thank you so much for supporting me on this journey. It means a lot to know that it connects with you. All right, folks, here is this incredible episode that I did with Caitlin Johnstone from the Kindness Is podcast. You're listening to The Brave Files, where we share stories from people who've stepped out of fear and into bravery in every possible way. What we know for sure is that when we choose bravely on purpose, we choose bigger, we win bigger, and it's contagious. It's our hope that these stories connect with you and encourage you to embrace bravery in every possible way, day after day. Together, we can build a movement that enriches both our lives and our communities. The Brave Files is brought to you by Vickery & Co., a success and leadership coaching firm dedicated to helping you build a life and a business that you are absolutely in love with. Vickery & Co. offers group programs, membership communities, one-on-one coaching, VIP days, corporate trainings, workshops, keynote speaking, and so much more. Visit vickeryandco.com to get all the details. Welcome back to another episode of the Kindness Is Pod. My guest today is someone who I could listen to speak all day, every day. When it comes to me showing up for myself and taking care of myself, it is something that I have struggled with. Having been a former teacher, being a mom, wearing all of the hats and juggling a business and making sure I take time to flourish and nourish my relationship can be really tiresome. And I think that I personally need to make time for myself. I need to make time to breathe. I need to make time to move my body. I need to make time to create and feel passion. And Heather is the ultimate guide to doing just that. She also speaks very candidly about coming out later in life. And in honor of our Pride series this month, I think it's an important conversation and it's something that people need to hear and people need to be aware of the beauty in being authentically you. Hey everyone, I am so honored today because I have my friend Heather here. And I have to start out by saying that I was once a guest on her podcast. So I'm kind of struggling with this whole Ooh, how do I turn this around and now interview you? But we're going to go for it. And Heather actually just told me prior to starting this that I need to stop being so hard on myself. So Heather Vickery is a global leader and transformational success coach that helps people leverage their fears into intentional bravery. A celebrated public speaker, Heather inspires audiences and supports others with the tools they need to live empowered, bold, joy-filled, and successful lives. She is also a best-selling author and the host of not only one, but two podcasts, Was It Chance and The Brave Files. She is an achiever of unrealistic dreams, and she's here to help you break the rules and belong to yourself. Welcome. 
Thank you for having me. I love it. I think it's so fun to turn the tables like this. And I was so excited that you started this podcast. Congratulations. Yeah, thank you so much. I realized that I was having these deep conversations surrounding kindness and authenticity for so many years. And I'm like, why have none of these ever been recorded? Like, I want to sit down with these incredible people such as yourself that I've met through our time with Kind Cotton and just have some open and honest conversations. So cool. No. It's always so weird to hear somebody read your bio. I'm like, mm, yeah, that's me. I actually wrote that. You know, like I did mm -hmm. those things, but it always feels a little bit strange. But it's cool. I love, I love the line. I loved adding the line, achiever of unrealistic dreams, because that's like the truest thing ever. I could never have imagined living this life. And that doesn't mean that this life is perfect because it's definitely not. Um, but a previous version of me just it was not working and I could not picture it. So it's exciting to look back and reflect and, and go, oh, man, look how far I've come. Yeah, that's such a beautiful thing. I don't think that as humans we do that enough. I have to ground myself in that like fully because I'm so hard on myself. Yes. And oftentimes I need to say, hey, like there was a time and place where you were so happy to bring one order out to the mailbox because that one order meant that if you got that every single day, you could fund your 30 kid reading program that you started. And now we're up to like a hundred thousand bucks. And on the daily, I need to really remind myself of that because you, you do. Yeah, yeah, you do. That's actually part of my, so I have a coaching method called the brave method, which is, you know, how you can strategically problem solve, dream, design, and build a life you love. And one of those steps is the three R's, reassessment, reframing, and resilience. It's probably my favorite. And that's what you're talking about. Like consistent daily reassessment, reframing, what worked, what didn't, and then how do I want to show up differently later today or tomorrow or whatever. But it's really powerful because if you do choose to intentionally schedule in that reframing reassessment time, you're going to blow your mind. Mm. Yeah, it's a total mind shift. Yeah, for sure. So I want to hear why you felt as though this wasn't in the cards for you many moons ago, or maybe it was only five years ago. I don't know how long you've been on this journey. But why did you say that there was a time in which you didn't expect to be able to live the life that you're living right yeah. now? Absolutely. Well, so um, we, I think we were very intentional about when we scheduled this conversation because it's Pride Month. And over a decade ago, I realized that um, I was married to the wrong gender. Now, I, I just sort of cut to the chase on that. It's a long story of, of me just not feeling like a whole human. I, I don't know how else to describe that. Like I couldn't take a full deep breath and I really didn't know what it was. And people, you know, this is a, a whole, this is a whole episode, whole conversation. Like, how did you not know you were a lesbian? And I really didn't know. Now, if I look back, there are signs I'm like, oh, I should have picked up on that. But for the most part, I really just didn't know because I was raised, you know, you're going to get married, you're going to have kids, you got to do this the way you're supposed to, quote unquote, supposed to do this. And um, I picked a nice guy. We were not madly in love, I don't think, in retrospect. Um, maybe we thought we were. And we had nice careers and we had a nice house and we built a really beautiful family with four incredible children. And on paper, I had 
the American dream, folks. Like I had it all and I did not like myself. Every decision I made was fear-based. What would be the least scary thing to do? What will cause the least conflict? What will cause the least harm to everyone else? Um, I certainly in no way belonged to myself. I belonged to society. I belonged to my spouse. I belonged to my kids. I still feel like I belonged to my mom at that time. <laughs> like anyone and everyone except for me. And at one point, it became clear, mm, okay, this is what's going on. You're married to the wrong gender. What do you want to do about it? And I didn't do anything about it for a long time. I just lived with it because you don't get married to get divorced. And I didn't want to do that to my kids. I'm a child of divorce. I just, I just didn't want to put all of us through this, um, except I got smaller and smaller and smaller internally. And I felt more and more awful. And there was one morning, I can remember it really clearly, where I was sitting at the breakfast table with all four of my kids. And my baby was a, a baby baby, like a little infant at the time. And it was a beautiful spring, sunny morning. The light was shining in. And I thought, what would I tell them if they came to me in a similar situation? What's the advice I would give them? And it certainly wasn't, well, suck it up, kid. You made your bed, now sleep in it. It was, the world is waiting for you to show up. The world has always been waiting for you to show up. And you cannot do that if you're hiding yourself and if you don't belong to yourself first. And it was in that moment, like, it's like a light switch went off. And I, I went from fear-based to limitless possibility because I knew that if I wanted that for them, I had to do it for me. I had to model that behavior and show them how to do it. And I want to be really clear. Now I have teenagers and my youngest is 10. Um, they don't always love that I made that choice. Okay. Mm -hmm. But I think that they will one day, or at least they'll appreciate it and, and the gifts that it was for them. You know, they, they recently said, you didn't get a divorce for us. You got a divorce for yourself, which is true. I did. I got a divorce for myself um, because it was going to kill me. Mm -hmm. And having a miserable, depressed mother who couldn't function was not a better choice for my children. Mm -hmm. And it was hard. And so some moments are so joy-filled. And there are still, a decade later, there are still moments that are so heartbreaking and so difficult. And yet those moments are still better than the way I felt a decade ago. Mm. So this growth trajectory, this, you know, this progress, it, it's not linear. It, it's, it's, it's ups and downs. And you really have to cling to those small moments that really feel connected and that really feel important and like they move you forward and reflect on those. I have to do the same thing. All, all of the brave method that I mentioned, all of that, those are the things that I've done to get myself to where I am. And when things feel extra difficult these days, I go through the same process. I do all the same things. And um, I just remind myself that it will work out because it has always worked out. Because the universe has always had my back in one way or another if I'm paying attention. And all I have to do is show up and trust the process and keep showing up and trusting the process. So yeah, I came out at the age of 38, which is crazy. And um, it's not that crazy if you're out there and you're still in the closet and you want a friend, hit me up. Happens all the time. I get messages. No, I feel like that's very time. important to put out there for sure. Yeah. This came up last night and I was just thinking about this. Uh, my my mother, who I adore, 
um, really struggled with me coming out. And now 10 years later, she would tell you that that was the turning point in her life. It had never occurred to her that we could upend our whole lives and do something that felt good for ourselves. And it freed her. When I freed myself, it freed her, which was really cool. When you said that you were still living under your mother, mm-hmm. my immediate reaction was, do you still have a relationship with your mom? I shut everyone out. Friends. I mean, I had work friends. I had friends, but they weren't like deep friends. And so people that I'd known for years, my mom, who I'd always been really close to, she's a single mom. It was me and her for the road. And she was far from perfect because we moms, we are far from perfect. Mm -hmm. Um, But I never for one second, for one moment, doubted that I was deeply loved. And to me, that's like, that's the foundation of being a decent human is just knowing you're deeply loved. But I started cutting people out. and And part of that was because I was hiding. And part of that was um, who I was partnered with in my life and um, some coercive control stuff and some things like that. Um, And we were really distant when I had my fourth child. And I think it was really easy for her to be hurtful when I came out. But when I found myself, I found my way back to so many people in my life Oh, I feel emotional. Um, the way I describe it is I was finally able to take a full deep breath and I didn't know that I wasn't breathing. Mm. I'm taking a moment now because that's really beautiful. And I think a lot of people need to hear that. And I also commend you for living your life authentically and and being true to you. And actually, you know, there's so many times that people are passionate about their business and it's not reflective upon who they are. Mm. And I think what you are doing is so grounded in love and grounded in you that is really, really beautiful. Right. That's why I find myself constantly making sure that I am not only talking the talk when I talk kind cotton things, but I am walking the walk. Because if you are not like grounded in that truth of what you are putting out into the world for other people, then it's not as real and it's not as effective. And I think that's why it makes what you do so real and effective, if that makes sense. Yeah, thank you for that. It's um, it's really important to me, the values and the, and the ethics of that. I don't know that I could be, at this point in my life, I don't know that I could be any other way other than exactly who I am. And I, I'm a, a projector, a one-three splenic projector in human design, and we're here to sort of guide and lead. And, and I'm called just naturally to learn and grow and share what I'm learning and how I'm experiencing things. Um, I don't know how to not do that. I I really don't. But I do know that it matters. And I want to be clear, because I think this is important. Um, Doing that does not mean we need to turn ourselves inside out Mm -hmm. for other people's consumption. You can be authentic and vulnerable, and you can walk the walk and talk the talk, and you can do all of that. And and still hold some things close. So 
some the other day I put a TikTok video up where I just was crying. I was just crying. I was like, I don't know why I feel all these feelings today. Can someone just hold space with me? And mm-hmm. lots of people resonated because we all feel that way. And and that was fine for me. But if that doesn't feel safe for somebody else, that's okay. You do you are not required to do that. And honestly, if I did that as often as I feel sad for no apparent reason, you guys would be worried. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it would be a lot. I, I totally get that. That really, I mean, particularly being in the social media space, and this is something that comes up with every single person who I talk to. I really have to find the balance of being authentic and showing my humanity because I think we need to see that in the social media realm and also protecting my peace and remembering that I don't need to share every single piece of me. So that was a really, I mean, it may have been a very important reminder for everyone listening. However, that was a very important reminder for me. So thank you. I, I really want to know more than anything, how all of your work and what you are doing can really help either people who are struggling with the state of the world right now or help particularly the queer community who is in complete attack. How can this work ground you? How can this work help you see that there are helpers and help you know that you in and of yourself can be a helper Mm. for yourself too? Yeah. I love that question, Caitlin. Um, the work that I do is really self-centered. <laughs> That's a word that freaks people out. Mm. Uh, but I want you to be self-centered. I want everyone to be self-centered. So when I say I'm here to help you break the rules, literally rebranding everything on my website to to be about breaking the fucking rules. Ooh, can I say that on your podcast? Yeah, 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 yeah. Go ahead. <laughs> it's free. <laughs> Actually, so I, I shared this with Heather before, but my husband is the one who does the uh, editing of all of this, and he gets really excited when he can put the little oh. explicit on the podcast. <laughs> there you go. Like, oh, <laughs> well, it's, it's amazing. It's the first time I've tried to curse. I even have uh, the F word in my book title. Mm-hmm. Um So what I mean when I say breaking the rules is allowing yourself to be the center of your world and building from there. It doesn't mean being self-centered and selfish in the way that we were raised to use those terms, but instead of self-sacrificing, right? And when I say belonging to yourselves, like I said, you grow up, you belong to your parents, and then you belong to your school or your sports team, your your college, your sorority fraternity, your your job, your spouse, your kids, you belong to freaking everyone. What happens if you decide to belong to yourself first and, and put yourself first? So my work, and I do that in a couple of different ways. I do group programs. Um, I have a 16-week program called The Incubator, which is incredible. It's really deep self-work. I do coach on call stuff, VIP coaching, um, really, really fun work. But we are bringing it back to ourselves because We cannot control what is happening in the world. We cannot change other people. We can only control and change ourselves. But when we change ourselves, the people around us change. When we model self-compassion and self-trust and rest 
and taking care of ourselves. The people around us see that and they will start to do that for themselves. When you can do that, you build up your reserves, you build up your energy to go out and and do the marching and and do the campaigning and do all of the things that matter to you if those things matter to you or whatever it is that matters to you. If you are just an innate caregiver, I have clients all the time like they they give and give and give and they never take anything for themselves, but they kind of like it. Like they love being a caregiver. I'm not saying that you can't be a caregiver. I'm saying you can't be the best caregiver you want to be if you don't give that same care to yourself. So my work is really centered around coming back into yourself, coming home to yourself, belonging to yourself. And that feels like breaking the rules because we have always been told not to do that, right? And so I have all sorts of tools and modalities. We have the Brave Method. I'm NLP certified. We use human design. So many tips and tricks. Massive self-compassion work. Shout out to Kristen Neff. She's incredible. If y'all don't know her work, get to know it. EFT tapping, breath work, like so many of those things to help you find your center and where you want to go. You Most of the time by the, when people come to me, they're no longer who they used to be. And they're not quite who they're going to be. And they don't know what to do with themselves in the middle. Mm-hmm. But we can't grow if we're constantly, go- well, when I get there, I will. When I get there, it'll be enough. It has to be enough right now. You have to grow from a foundation of I am good enough and worthy enough and lovable enough right now in this moment. And so I help people learn to, to do that. And I just had a conversation yesterday that was so profound with a really successful coach who was going through this process again. And I said, the work never ends. And it doesn't mean there's not progress. But I said, the progress isn't linear. You do this work and you expand to that next level. And then you hit what I like to call a little bit of a glass ceiling for yourself. You've gone as far as you've imagined being able to go. And you got to repeat that work to crack open that ceiling and keep going. And uh, that's why I have repeat clients, you know, but this work can be done over and over again. And I just, I love to hold that space for people because you can't do the thing you're here to do. You can't serve your purpose if you are not caring for yourself and coming home to yourself. Yeah, 100%. Absolutely. I mean, as a mom, Mm -hmm. as a former educator, as a wife, as an only child, uh, there are all these societal pressures, which you mentioned, as, as a product of just living in America, right? Yes. The constant need to put out, to do, to be quote unquote perfect, mm-hmm. to care for others, to put everything into my classroom, to be all the things, right? To have dealt with stuff with my parents who have needed me and felt the intense pressure because they were such wonderful parents and I'm the only child. Like all of these things hit so deeply for me as I'm sure it will for other people. And I really have had to do a complete mind shift and recognize, you know, the saying, it sounds... It sounds so silly, but it's so true. You can't pour from an empty cup. You can't. And we're just put in a world that is very go, 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 go. And you need to take a breath and you need to stop and do things for yourself. And you need to recognize that your self-worth, similar to what you explained about your coming out story, is if you are not 
truly who you are, then you are not going to be any good for the people whom you love. That's right. I mean, that's exactly it. And I have to say some of this work, (laughs) especially in the last month or so, um, think, think, love me or hate me for this. I'm not for everybody. It was Doreen, um, a massive active breathwork session that belonged to yourself sort of downloaded into me. I'm like, oh, and uh, applying this (laughs) to my children, they do not belong to me is a mind fuck. Mm. Um, I brought them here, but they don't belong to me. And their behavior isn't about me. And it is hard not to take it apart. Like, I don't actually give a fig about approval from almost anyone except my kids. Mm. And they don't really want to give it. They, like, I, and I, I catch myself sort of like begging them to tell me that I'm good enough and mm. worthy enough and that, that, that I'm worthy of their love. And they're like not here for it. And so, which is, which is right. They're right. Um, doing this work and going, Ooh, how do I apply this to myself? Mm-hmm. <laughs> how do I step out of, of this need to, um, this desire to want that from them? I have to give it to myself. Mm-hmm. And it's, this is where it's hard for me. So for some people, it's at work. It's, you know, if whether you own your own business or you work for somebody else, or some people it's with love or friendship. For me, it's with my children. That's where I have to work the hardest to love myself enough and not put that on them. And and I don't always do a good job at that. Mm. Yeah, no, I, I mean, I think everyone has their their space in which that resonates. And I think for me, it's kind of all of them. <laughs> so I need, I mean, I can, I, it's, it's, it's a work in progress. And, and I have realized, particularly in the past year, that as with other things that I'm passionate about, right, you mentioned, you're always learning. Mm-hmm, and always. you always have to be able to admit like, hey, Maybe I got that wrong and I can grow from that. Or maybe I did the things that I didn't want to do in that scenario, but I can learn from that and I can grow. It's a very humbling experience, regardless of what realm of your life we're talking about this learning and growing in. But I think that's where we can manifest and cultivate true change. Yes. And I'm going to take a word that, you know, I've learned for you and true abundance within that, right? We're not going to be able to do that if we're someone who is like, "Mm, nope, the way that it's always been that way or the highway. And, and I think a lot of people could benefit from hearing that. Yeah. Yes. If you want to embrace abundance, you have to be willing to shift and change and you have Mm -hmm. to be honest. And that's that reflection piece again, like, wow, it is. And it's really hard to self-reflect and go, I royally screwed that up. I made a mistake. Um, and then to own it and to apologize mm-hmm. and then to not beat yourself up about it. Mm-hmm. To practice active self-compassion, right? Because what good does that do? If you then torture yourself for the mistake that you made, 
does it make you not make more mistakes? Does it make you more approachable? Does it help you be stronger and happier for other people? Like it doesn't. It just makes you miserable and it makes people around you miserable and it keeps you from trying to reach new goals and, and doing new things. It just serves zero purpose. Even though that's the way we're trying to be, it doesn't mm-hmm. help anything. If someone is hearing this and they're more curious as to how to get involved, because I know that all the things that you already mentioned aren't the only things because you do <laughs> some free things as well, I which do. is really amazing. Um you have your manifest power hour. You have also had smaller workshops, the abundance workshop that you, well, we both kind of mentioned. If someone is just hearing this and saying, mm, I'm kind of curious, like what would the first step be to kind of help them on their journey? First of all, if you're hearing this and you're curious, I want you to listen to me really carefully. You are worthy of doing this work. You are worth doing this work. Mm-hmm. And probably the easiest way to do that is to go to vickeryandco.com slash social, which will show you how to access my weekly live show, Brave in Action, which will show you how to register for my free manifestation power hour, which we do on the first Friday of every month. It'll show you how to find my two podcasts, where to find me on Instagram and on TikTok. And if you really want to learn more and you want to talk about coaching, um, we have you know packages that start you know really simple. We could do human design readings. We have bigger things. You can find all of those links there, vickeryandco.com slash social. But I will tell you, I love to engage. I really do. So if you see something that resonates with you, send me a message about it and let's talk about it because I love serving. I love supporting people and watching them come home to themselves and belong to themselves. Mm. And I think that's what's so impactful about you. And I think that's why we've connected is because I feel very similarly. Like it's not just a business. It's more of connection and building that around finding people who you feel at home with and who you feel like you can go deep with. And I really feel that from you. And I wouldn't just say that if that weren't very, very true. So I think that a lot of other people will feel that way too. And I appreciate your authenticity in that regard. Mm, Thank you. I'd love to make an offer, a gift to one of your listeners, if that's okay. Yeah. We didn't talk about that in advance. I didn't ask. Um, The first person who messages me, whether it's on Instagram or email and mentions this podcast episode, I will give you a, a gifted coaching session. We can explore and, and see how we can support you. Yeah, yeah that's amazing. And um, I may just have to make my own account and pretend to be someone else. <laughs> Caitlin, my love, just ask. I'm actually dying to you pull know. your human design chart. Yeah, no, I know. I know. We have to, we have to get on that. Oh, cool. Yeah. I'm doing these readings now, and they're really customized. They're really in-depth. And I do a whole presentation, and then there's there's coach on call integration for two weeks afterwards. And it's mind blowing to see what shifts in people once they understand how they're innately designed to move through the world. It's so much fun. That is really cool. I'm going to have to talk to you more about that. Not on this, but that is (laughs) really, really, really cool. I, um, everyone who I have on, as you know, I feel as though I've been on this journey of trying to quote unquote, redefine kindness for years now. And I want to shift away from our typical understanding that kindness is simple pleasantries, which 
I always feel like I have to say this. They are beautiful and purposeful and I don't want to take away from them, but I also want to hear on a deeper level what kindness means to you. Yeah, I love that. And I just have to say, when you were on my show, the episode is called Kindness is Not Niceness. Yes. Um, and it's great. Y'all go listen to it. You can find it anywhere you are listening to podcasts where you're listening to this. Um, I just did a live show on this because it was really showing up for me a lot. And um, kindness is a lot of things to me. But for the purpose of, of this conversation, I will say that kindness is being direct. Because mm. uh, you can be direct and kind. And you can say what you need to say to set boundaries for yourself, to speak up for yourself, to speak truth to power. You can do that in a kind way. And not everyone is going to like it. Kindness does not always mean you're likable. Mm -hmm. It just means you're honest. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. Someone recently said to me, you know, I don't need everyone to love me. I just need everyone to see me. And if that yes. means, such as you just said, that I'm not going to make everyone happy, that is okay. because that is being kind yeah. and that is showing up. And I love, I love that definition. I think it's amazing. Thank you. I mean, it's a very narrow view. We could talk for a whole hour on, on yeah. the different ways that we can be kind. But for me right now, that's, that's really what I'm feeling. Yeah, I feel that too. And I am just so grateful to, I feel as though I could hear you talk forever. Aww. And I want everyone to get the chance to check out all of the things you have to offer. Please check out Heather's podcast. It is wonderful. As I mentioned, I was a little, a little like fangirling nervous oh, over here before. You I did mine it I'm was like, so fun. <laughs> but thank you for being here. And thank you for holding space for everyone. And thank you most of all for letting anyone who's listening know that they are worthy. And before we completely close out, if you had any bit of advice for anyone listening to this right now, what would you say that is? And I know I'm putting you on the spot with this. I did not give her this beforehand. Warn me. But I just want to know, I mean, whether it be in, in their own journey, discovering who they are, or just the day-to-day -day mundaneness of our world, what would your little itsy-bitsy piece of advice yeah. be for anyone moving through this, this time? I think what would be most impactful right now is to say, practice gratitude. Mm -hmm. Focus on what is working instead of what isn't working, because there is always something that's working. Mm -hmm. And what you focus on multiplies. So decide what you want to put your thought and your energy into. And if you practice gratitude, I'm certified in positive psychology. I have two, three gr gratitude journals out, and three manifestation journals out. And I can tell you, science backs this up. If you will list three things you're grateful for and why every day, it will absolutely stimulate your parasympathetic nervous system, decrease stress, anxiety, and depression while increasing overall happiness, joy, and well-being. Science tells us that. I am not making it up. Practice gratitude. It will change your life. Mm -hmm. And on that note, everyone... 
Thank you so much for being here. Remember to be grateful. Thank you, Heather. I am grateful for you. I am grateful for you too. Thanks for having me. I want you all to know that as soon as I hung up with Heather, I immediately wrote down three things that I am grateful for because I know that I do not take the time to do this. And I have so many things in my life that I should focus on and be joyful of. I wrote down my family, my health, and my passion. And I actually want to share with you that my passion isn't always something that I was grateful for and that I was proud of because I hadn't quite found my place and my voice. And that is a journey that I'm going to continue on. And I am just so beyond grateful that all of you are here to share that with me. And I hope that maybe even one of you who has listened or one of you who has followed along this journey finds your power in your voice too and becomes just as passionate about it because we could all use that. We could all use a little bit more passion and a little bit more confidence in the things that we are passionate about. Thank you all so much for listening to this episode of the Kindness Is Podcast. If you love it and it's adding even a little bit of value to your life, we would love, love, love if you could subscribe, rate, and review so we can reach even more people and make this world a little bit more kind. You've been listening to The Brave Files, stories of people living courageously. Visit us at thebravefilespodcast.com to learn more about the show, find our show notes, and access full episode transcripts. And we'd love to know what you think of the show. We invite you to connect with us via Instagram and send a DM. You'll find us at The Brave Files Podcast on Instagram. Our music was created and produced in a custom collaboration with Matt Lewis from ML Creative Consulting a boutique firm dedicated to helping clients identify their unique sound and amplify their brand with custom-delivered soundtracks. Special thanks to everyone on Team Brave, from our audio engineer to our producers, associate producers, copy editors, writers, and support team. The show wouldn't exist without them, and we are eternally grateful. I'm your host and executive producer, Heather Vickery. Thanks for tuning in.